Hey guys, welcome to the For the Win podcast. I'm your host, Hemel Javeri. Joining me this week, Stephen Ruiz and Evan Thorpe. What's up, guys? Hey! We're very excited to talk about all that's going on in sports right now. Yay, July sports. <laughs> all right, so that enthusiasm is a direct reflection on how I said these guys weren't enthusiastic before, but they are. So it's been kind of a slow week in sports, and I feel like that's putting it mildly. So, uh, I think Josh Hader really has been kind of the story of the week. Yeah, racist tweets are the saving grace for <laughs> this dull sports week. You know it's bad when, like, baseball is headlined anything, and baseball and racism is just like... Yeah, I mean, Stephen, your column this week, you went um, you went on the radio to kind of defend it. Uh, mm-hmm. What was that about? So, obviously people think that the standing ovation Josh Hader got was a bad look for Brewers fans, but there are people that are defending it by saying they're just showing that they accept his apology. My thing is, if you've seen the video, it's really disturbing how white that crowd is. And my point is... Those aren't the people he's apologizing to. Those aren't the people he tweeted about. Yeah, they're not the ones who should be forgiving him, basically. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I've seen the video, and to me, you could... I've seen it spun a lot of different ways, Mm -hmm. right? Like, there... Some people even said that they were standing up because uh, he he came back from his injury or whatever. But that's clearly not what it was. Uh, And uh, they were in reference to the tweets... uh, um, and to me, it sounds like they're forgiving him for the tweets and kind of standing up for um, what he's done, like kind of dismissing it. Right. It felt very dismissive. It's kind of like he's our guy and we're going to protect him. Yeah. But at a certain point, you got to push that guy away. And that's what I wrote was this is one of the worst aspects of sports fandom is defending your player no matter what. If he was wearing a different jersey, they wouldn't have applauded him. they would have booed him. Yeah, I think we have a column about that on USA Today as well from Eric Brady, who said that when he goes to San Francisco, he can probably expect some booze. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, anywhere. I mean, I, you look at, well, depends on who wants to show up. Depends on who wants to show up. Because not a lot of people show up to baseball games unless the Yankees and the Red Sox are playing. But I can see people booing him. Like, you know, it's a woke crowd, as people mm-hmm. say. But you know, maybe in two weeks this is just, like, pushed under the rug. Yeah, I, I think that he might get – something might happen in San Francisco because, as Eric Brady pointed out in his column, it's, like, a very diverse demographic out there. Mm-hmm. But aside from that, it doesn't really make it past that. Yeah, maybe in, like, more liberal cities he's going to get booed. But yeah. Even then, I don't – maybe because fans look for any reason to boo an opposing player. But other than that, I don't, I don't think he's going to get booed just for what he did. I mean, if, like – sports making a big deal then you're gonna see teams like just waiting for him to come so they can't boo but like if his second row game you don't hear any booing Mm -hmm. yeah it's just gonna go under the rug like it always does i mean a lot of like you said that fans will stand up for their player no matter what they've done i mean we've seen it in so many worse cases right Mm -hmm. riley cooper what riley cooper did he get cheered by i mean you remember the uh, Eagles had all the players stand behind him and mm-hmm. kind of like yeah, that's what happens. Yeah, you know they like they put the black guys behind him mm-hmm. and be like, you know, they like, accept it. How can it. you be offended if, if the black people yeah, aren't offended? Yeah, so and that's like, yeah. that's one of the things that people have. Def- that's how they defended Hater. They've said his teammates were behind him. 
So if they can accept him, why can't you? And I, my response was, we they ne- didn't come out and say we accept his apology. They just acknowledged and they said it's something that we're gonna have to get through. They never said it's oh it's okay he's cool. Yeah, I mean you look at the facial expressions on some of the guys behind him, you could mm-hmm. tell like, you know, they weren't happy or like wanted to be there. I think it was like, hey guys, we really need you to show support and mm-hmm. your teammate, and he will really love for, to have you behind him while he makes a statement. So that's uh, that's another thing that bothers me about stuff like this, though, is that the onus is always on people of color to do the forgiving mm-hmm. and to do the forgiving very quickly. Like, uh, hey, you could make this a big thing if you wanted, but can you please just help us out and do this thing? Right. So mm-hmm. then you kind of look like the bad guy. Right. Like you're put in the awkward position of having to be like, no, this is actually a problem versus the person who did the tweeting come up and say, I'm really take responsibility for it and like something happened similar in wrestling where hulk hogan was reinstated Mm -hmm. and you had people tweeting out like wow wwe decided to do this like you know i'm not for or against but you know i'm letting you i'm just letting you know right now like i don't see a clear-cut reason of like him doing anything to put him back in here Mm -hmm. yeah and that's the same thing with Hader. What has he done to deserve a standing ovation? Besides the bare minimum, and his apology wasn't even good. It was, oh, I was young and dumb. Yeah, at that's least not taking ownership of what you did. Like Riley Cooper had to go through classes and like, you know, sit down and talk to people. So you can at least appreciate him going out and trying to figure out like, you know, why this is wrong? Because at the time he probably didn't <laughs> feel like it was wrong. And for people who say it and don't realize it's wrong, like you really need to sit down and you know, talk to the people who you're offending and figure out, like, why it's bad to say these things. I don't yeah. care what, how old you are, how young you are. Like, it's bad to say that. The age excuse just is a non-starter for me. What I, was he, 17? He's 17. That's basically an adult. I mean, the age, the 18 being an adult, that's just arbitrary anyway. It's not based on anything. It's just, yeah. I mean, literally, he could drive. He could work. He could And seven years isn't that, isn't a long time as this country has proven it's, uh, racism is a, deep-seated right, it feeling. You yeah. can't just eradicate it in seven years. and it, It's not like he went. He was in a minor league locker room. Yeah, I mean, I think that <laughs> there's a lot of uh, subtleties for, for stuff like this that often go unnoticed when mm-hmm. people want to brush it aside by using excuse like there was only tweets, it happened a long time ago, it happened when he was younger. But the core issue is that language like that shouldn't be used. Um, and he used all kinds of terrible things, right? Mm-hmm. Like he said, he tweeted out the N-word, even in the context of rap lyrics. Uh, he, he said, I hate gay people, whether or not it's a joke, white power, LOL. Like there's just like it's a whole series of really problematic thinking that was really at the core of it versus the specifics of uh, he was young. There were only tweets. It was rap lyrics, right? Like it just speaks to mm-hmm. a whole level of immaturity and thinking that probably should be dealt with right like that's at the core issue um and with him i don't think like ignorance is necessarily an excuse and a valid a valid excuse he's from a rich area of maryland so and he, it's kind of it's pretty diverse it's 12 percent african-american and that's the same as the country as a whole so he was around black people he was had access to in, uh, education ignorance is an excuse and he's 17 years old that's basically an adult and going back to the, the teammate support, okay, I can see thinking teammate support is a good thing, but those fans don't know him like those teammates know. Yeah. The only thing they know is what he's put out in public, and the 
the big thing he's put out in public is all these racist and homophobic tweets. Yeah. And excuses to back him up. Yeah. And I'm not saying that people should be crucified for mm-hmm. for language oftentimes. Like, you know what I mean? I think that we can swing too wildly the other way. Um but he hasn't, like you said, he didn't do anything to kind of earn that forgiveness, mm-hmm. right? Like he's been mandated to do some like diversity and inclusion things, but it sounds like he's being forced to do yeah, them versus vo- voluntarily being like, okay, I need to really sit down and figure out why this kind of language is problematic and why these jokes and uh, in context, why this is all bad. Yeah. I um, think if he, if he came out and said like, you know, I want to learn like, yeah. you know, something like if he's in Washington, go to the African American museum, exactly. and, you know, take a tour to learn like why that stuff cuts so deep. When you hear it, and it doesn't matter how old you are, like when yeah. you say it, those, thi- those things are out there. So people are already going to judge you from those tweets. And if they did know you, like this is the first thing they know of you. I mean, it's the first thing I know of him, right? Mm-hmm. Like, I've never, I had never heard of him. I know he's a good p- player, and that's probably another reason why they're so accepting of him. If he was a bad player, I'm sure they would have condemned him. But him, I've never, I had never heard of him before this. And that's another aspect of it. People have said, oh, it's been seven years and he hasn't tweeted anything since then. Well, he got signed as an 18-year-old. He's not going to – if he would have, the team would have said, hey, don't do this. This is bad. Yeah. <laughs> um, aside from Josh Hader, though, since it is a pretty slow sports week, sports season, how are you guys filling the time otherwise? What's the best thing to watch when there's no sports on? I like to go watch old TV shows from, like, early 2000s. Old. Oh, it's so old. You know, when they have to, uh, what is it, reshape to widescreen for like some of the TV oh, shows. Oh, yeah. yeah. So you have like the panels on yeah. the side. Well, yeah. So like I rewatched The Wire, which is probably my favorite TV show of all time. And I'm about to rewatch Breaking Bad, probably like two of the top five, ten shows of all times. That's so intense. That's too intense. I've never watched The Wire. What? I know everyone says that, and you live in D.C. Like, well, one, the show takes place in Baltimore. I mean, that's not too far from here. I know that, but I also feel like it's so heavy, and I that it's not what my brain like wants to focus. <laughs> I think on. both of those shows do a good job. They have heavy subject matter, but both yeah. of them have comic relief. Like, I'm not watching. Light. I'm not watching Breaking Bad. Ever. The Wire, You've never watched Breaking Bad? No, I'll watch The Wire at some point because I really want to see it. I have no interest in watching Breaking Bad. It's I mean, the thing about The Wire is it's like it's not just like, oh, people doing drugs and selling drugs. Like they get into politics. They get into like stuff overseas, how they get it. It's like. No, it, I know. I know The Wire is really good. You don't have to sell me on The Wire. <laughs> it's more about me like emotionally building myself up to watch The Wire because I feel like day-to-day is so depressing anyway i don't want to watch like come home and watch another like depressing hour of hbo i watched a full mm-hmm. season in a day that's that's a that's lot that, but i'm I, not watching i'm never watching breaking bad i'll watch the wire why not i'm not watching it i don't know it's just like some dude who wants to sell drugs and is a jerk i don't want to watch i feel like you can give that one it. sentence summary to any <laughs> movie that's ever been made. but that's like, not even it though yeah, I'm not. I've got no. You gotta interest. give it a chance. No, man. there's too much other stuff that I need to watch. All right, so what are you watching? I will. We'll get to me later. Steve. What? what are you watching? I'm watching The Bachelorette. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. I'm being That's forced technically to. Sports. I volunteered. No, Stephen, you tweet about it. So yeah, but now I'm into it. I'm. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna act like I'm not into it now. I'm never gonna watch it again unless I have to for work. But. Yeah, it pulled me in. I'm not going to lie. Not going to lie. I don't watch it, but I look for the tweets. 
mm-hmm. so I can share and be like, hey, you should you should use this in the article. Yeah, I'm doing a lot of work for you guys where you don't have to watch and you guys get to watch all the fun parts. Like, I have to watch all the – there's a lot of, like, not funny parts. Like, there's a lot of, like, these people are actually trying to find love on a reality TV show and it's boring and it's horrible and they're, like, just vapid people and I'm, I'm just going to stop You hate there. watching it. Now, what are you going to watch? We, we've talked yeah. about what we're watching. What are you watching? <laughs> I'm watching um, – I've already seen The Good Place, but we restreamed The Good Place on Netflix because my sister hadn't seen it. So we killed that in, like, three days. Oh, but I'm crazy for killing That's a watchable show. I That's got a very into good it, show. Uh, during the winter. Yeah, it was good. Yeah, so we rewatched The Good that. Place. Uh, what we're watching uh, – also, you can't make fun of me. Great British Bake Off. Have you ever watched that? No. What? I don't watch cooking shows. I watch cooking highlights. I don't. I'm generally not a cooking show person at all. I don't like cooking shows, but The Great British Bake Off is like totally incredible. Is it just because they're British? It's entertaining. Yeah, it's a very like (laughs) specific British thing, but they're also polite and wonderful. And the biggest dramatic thing that happens on the show is that somebody cries. Somebody like forgot their pie filling seeps through the bottom of the pie or something like oh that. Oh, my like, God. Do you yeah. have to eat anything that we – I mean, do they cook anything we ate for uh, Christmas? So Evan is referencing a video that we did where we ate weird British Christmas foods. Um, mm-hmm. But that's the kind of stuff that they make, like uh, toffee pudding and things like that. I feel like British food is just, like, two things that shouldn't be a thing together. Like, yeah, like they meat had a lot pie. Of, they had a lot of rage. I don't want stuff. meat pie. <laughs> Well, they make um, one of the episodes was a bread episode where they just made breads, but they had to make very specific Indian breads for whatever reason. So it was a bunch of British people make, trying to make Indian food, and it was not Indian food at all. It was like a British version of what they thought. Haven't Indian British food people be. done enough to Indi- Indian <laughs> people? Yeah, colonialism has affected us anyway. They didn't need to do this. They colonized but, bread. But I can't. I mean, I'm so. I feel. When I watch TV, I want to turn it on and be, I want to relax. Like, I don't mm-hmm. want to get stressed out with my TV shows. And I feel like The Wire and Breaking Bad would stress me out. Oh, no, not at all. Not I, at all. Well, I don't know about The Wire, but Breaking Bad was definitely a stressful show. It was stressful? I loved it. Uh, yeah, I know. That's what made it so good. I mean, it was like, like I don't want to watch people, like, thrilling. die and, and stuff uh, like well, that. Well, then don't watch either show. Oh, yeah, you don't want to watch Oh, no wonder why she loves Marvel movies. (laughs) I don't want anybody to die. And if they die, just snap your fingers and they could just... I have a Marvel Marvel take I've been meaning to get off my chest, and I just want to say it, even though it's, like, non-sequitur. Go go for it. Do it. It's about Thor. Oh, my God, go for it. Because Marvel's villains are the worst. We can accept... Can can you accept that they have bad villains? No, but go ahead. Oh, my God. Name... uh, They're all the same villains, but okay, we'll go with... Well, no, you're right. I'll give you that. They have bad villains, yeah. They're really all the same villains. Who's the first villain in the first Thor Thor movie? Loki. Loki. A pale guy. No, it wasn't even Loki. Uh, Yeah, but I was looking for... I was fishing for Loki. I wanted Loki to answer. A pale guy with long black hair in a green and black suit. Who was the villain in Thor Ragnarok? Oh, the same pale guy. A, a pale black woman pale with woman. black hair and a green... No. With oh, horns, and they both had one. horns. Well, then the second one, it was the guy who was just straight up pale with the cape. Yeah. The second one was like an elf. Yeah, but he was still a pale guy. He was a pale white guy. Yeah, still a pale 
pale alpha. Wait, so I that's your hot take is that it's not even a hot take, it's just an observation that I needed to <laughs> I mean, every, put out there in the world. Every movie is the same movie. All right. Um so those are our recommendations for this slow sports month. Uh, um Watch and apologize wire. if you guys are baseball and golf fans. Uh, I don't. <laughs> I mean Tiger Wood did something this week. I do feel sorry for you. <laughs> Tiger Woods did something this weekend, so they're like settled for the rest of the year. That's true. They've got they've got that one tiger round. He almost won again. Uh, Thank you guys for listening.